welcome to Be Truly Heard with me, coach and voice expert Anne Leatherland. If you're a woman in business looking to speak with authority, warmth and authenticity, this is the podcast for you. We'll explore valuable personal growth strategies alongside vocal skills so you can overcome confidence barriers and communicate what's inside. Your voice matters. It's time to be truly heard. Hello, welcome to the Be Truly Heard podcast. I'm your host, Anne Leatherland. I'm quite excited today, actually, as I'm going to be talking about something that I'm really interested in, and that's words. It's a bit of a nerdy topic for me, if you like, words and articulation. Have you heard the saying, it's not what you say, but the way that you say it? Well, this episode's all about that. The words we use carry energy and power, as well as emotion and meaning. So how can we begin to make the most of them and make sure that we're fully understood as opposed to misunderstood or worse, ignored? You know, when people meet me and they find out what I do, they often say, oh, well, I'll have to mind my P's and Q's now then. Well, no, because to me, all of this isn't about elocution. It's about being understood. It's about being heard. And it's about having clarity in what we say. So yes, we have skills that we can develop in articulation. Vowels and consonants make words and understanding them and how to make them efficiently and with precision can really make a difference to the way that we speak. It's useful to know what they are and what they do. So for instance, vowels carry sound. If I just say R, E, E, O, U, we don't have words as such, but we do have sound that carries. And then consonants come between the vowels, don't they? And they're the things that give us cues as to what the words mean. So an R on its own can obviously be R, I understand, but the word bath, for instance, only becomes bath when we put the B and the TH at the end of it. So those consonants are telling us things, not just about what the word is, actually, but about what the emotion is behind the word, what the energy is behind the word. And so their delivery is really important. Knowing what moves where in terms of what are the targets for the tongue? Does the tongue have to hit the teeth? Does the tongue have to hit the gum ridge to make a certain sound? Those sorts of things can be vital. And I'm not covering all of that here, I'm just giving an overview. But these are the sort of things that I work on with my clients so that they understand what they're doing. Well, fine, we've got this precision, we've got this efficiency in the way that we speak. It's not about being correct all the time. It's not necessarily about speaking in received pronunciation or RP and sounding as some people would call it posh. (laughs) It's about being clear in your own accent, in your way of speaking. Now, we all know even here in the UK, some accents can be difficult to understand if we're not from that particular place. Even more so, this is important when you're speaking to somebody who's not a native English speaker. So if you're dealing with clients 
who are from abroad, you might want to think about the clarity of your own speech and making it a little bit more neutral so that people can understand what you're saying and really get on board with your message. So it's about being intelligible, not being pedantic. So let me give you an example. Now I am speaking with an accent that's a little bit more ironed out and I am overpronouncing all my words and consonants and there is no variety and sounds sort of clipped. It's not as warm, it's not as conversational. So I don't want to sound pedantic. I want the important words that I'm saying to have more energy. If you just think about that last sentence that I said, it was, I want the important words to have more energy. So the word important there and the word energy had emphasis and also some element of uh, a different inflection, a different use of pitch. Let me give you an example about intelligibility as opposed to being pedantic about pronunciation. I was at a panto the other week and Gary Wilmot was one of the performers and he often does what's known as a patter song. Now, although it's called a song, it's really just speaking very quickly or intoning very quickly along to the music. And as ever, he was excellent. This was at the London Palladium. A couple of years ago, he did one which really took me by storm and that was where he recited all the names of the tube stations on the London Underground. <laughs> it was absolutely amazing. But you know what? We understood every single one of them. It went at breakneck speed because he had precision in his articulation, but he also knew where to put the energy. Not all of the words had the same emphasis or the same intonation. And so therefore we understood it. Moving on then to inflection and emphasis. It's not all about loudness, by the way. Emphasis isn't about just getting louder. Sometimes it can be, but it's more about intensity. I just did it there with the word intensity, how I draw out the different syllables in the word. I took the central syllable, intensity, and drew that out. I made the vowel longer and I put a different emphasis on the word as a result. Those things can have big effects. Let's take an example where we look at inflection or pitch changes, if you like. If I say a sentence and I go up at the end of the line and I always do a rising inflection and it always goes up in the same place, then I sound boring, a bit monotonous, but also it sounds like I'm constantly asking a question. If I think about my emphasis and I just make my emphasis louder where I just randomly choose, then it breaks up my message. So intensity is not the same as volume. And very often when we are speaking in a way that commands attention from other people, we want the intensity and the emphasis and the pitch to all work together so that the message is really clear. Now, alongside this, we have tone of voice and tone colour, which I've also mentioned in this series of podcasts. So 
if you are doing all of these things, but your voice is very grating and it's overly bright and maybe people can't listen to it for very long, I'll just stop doing that, then it's going to make a difference to how people take you on board, take on board your message. Now then, there's pacing as well to consider. I've just been speaking quite quickly because I was quite involved in that last part and giving examples, and now I've slowed down. People take time to process, just like you're processing what I'm saying. And so pauses are important too. They underline the point, allow time for you to take the ideas on board and to understand what I'm saying. So you'd soon get tired if I spoke at this pace all the time and I was just rattling through everything. And you'd get bored if I was speaking at this pace all the time and everything was very, very slow. So variety is the key, isn't it? How do people interpret all of this then? Well, people tune into our energy. It can be almost subliminal. Let's think about it. We've been speaking and understanding for all of our lives. We learn these skills when we're children. And you might take them for granted and be surprised when I say that it takes skill. The thing is, speaking is a very elegant and complex process. We just do it every day because we learned when we were very tiny and our brains were very receptive to that learning. If you know anybody who has unfortunately had a stroke and has lost some of their power of speech, you'll know how hard it is for them to get their fluent speaking back. That is, if they are able to at all. It takes a lot of practice. It takes a lot of slow repetition. We did all of that when we were babies. We are used to it. It can be linked to our accent and our culture. So what's usual in your accent, in your part of the world, and means a certain thing, may be interpreted completely differently, even in another part of the same country. So I want you to think in terms now of this overview that I've given on intelligibility and words and their energy and power, have you ever had something taken the wrong way that you've said? I'm sure you have. I know I have lots of times. Or have you had something that you've said that you felt was really important, but it was overlooked? What was it that you said? Was it your words, your energy, your inflection or your emphasis that led to the issue? Was it your self-belief, your sense of what you were saying or lack of it that made this not work? Because very often if we don't really have a firm belief in what we're saying, the emphasis and the inflection will come out all wrong. Why didn't your message get across properly? Just have a think about an occasion when that might have happened. I'd love to know your stories. So if you feel like sharing that, then let us know at info at anleatherland.co.uk. So in this episode, we've looked at the importance of articulation, but also the idea that communication isn't all about that. We need the right emphasis, inflection, energy, pacing and self-belief to be intelligible and to have our message properly understood. And in this series so far, we've looked at self-belief, 
silencing the voice in the head, energy and the importance of vocal skills. But how do we start to put all of this together? Well, tune in next time and find out. Thanks so much for joining me for this episode of Be Truly Heard. Please look out for future episodes and do subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow me on LinkedIn, Anne Leatherland, or learn more at anneleatherland.co.uk. If you have questions and comments about speaking with confidence, I'd love to hear from you and will respond in future episodes. Be Truly Heard is brought to you by Vocal Intuition and produced by The Podcast Boutique. I'm your host, Anne Leatherland. Bye for now.